Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. Joining us now on the line is Michael Bagram, labor lawyer and South African politician. From one Michael to another Michael. Good afternoon, Michael, and uh, thank you for joining us. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having me on here. I appreciate it. And thank you again and everything of the best for 2023, whatever it has yes, in store for us. Well, well let's see what 2023 has in store for us in terms of unemployment, which is continuing to rise. Uh, looking at some statistics earlier on, we have 15 million people officially unemployed. I didn't get to see exactly what the ratio is to the employed people. The people are employed, but, uh, well, with so many out on the streets now, and this now is leading to an increase in criminal activity, um, loitering, uh, uncertainty, and of course it affects our tax base, smaller tax base, less money. But let's look at uh, business owners, corporates, and the private sector. How can they alleviate this problem as it stands now? What do you make of that? Well, the only, the only way they're going to do it is by putting pressure on government to deregulate it. It's the only way we can see, and we've looked at it from every angle. And for the last 10 years, I've been writing to the ministry about this, they need to uncouple small business from big business, obviously through the bargaining councils. Right. They need to take some of those regulations and deregulate, like they've done in all our southern African countries. They've deregulated for small business. Uh, we also need to have a look at the situation of our education. So that's another issue. Uh, but, yes, the unemployed is growing. Um, we think it is close to about 15 million unemployed. We know that... Uh, Officially, it's about 40% unemployment, sure. but unofficially, it's closer to 60%. But when you're looking at the youth, the ages 15 to 25, it's over 75% unemployment. And wow. every year, as we add school leavers mm. into that mix, it gets higher, and there's nothing that is happening. The small businesses have taken the investment strike. In other words, they're not growing their businesses because... They realize at the end of the day that it's cheaper to import than to make and manufacture anything in South Africa. Well, that, that's, yeah, that, that's, I mean, sorry. Sorry, Michael, carry on, carry on. No, no, all, all, I'm, all I'm trying to say is that government's job is to try and create an environment that is conducive to job creation. It's not their job to create jobs. Right. And they don't seem to understand that. Well, that, well, you, 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 you exactly touched onto that through education. Now, it's funny, earlier on, I had some, I interviewed these, uh, this young lady, uh, she's a twin, and, uh, I'm just, so look, I'm just running this by you because I just believe there's an underlying point here, uh, in terms of their innovation and their impetus and belief in what they could do. Now, with education, uh, I've had this conversation with other guests too about, um, you know, introducing programs which enhance uh, students' abilities to enter into the mainstream economy and uh, contribute and, uh, well, as I've, as I've mentioned, you know, to manufacturing and innovation to at least, you know, create industry and business to alleviate unemployment. Yeah, well, let me, let me tell you what I've been doing, and I've been doing it quite openly with the knowledge of the department, is we're creating a situation where small businesses are not actually employing but they're taking on people to train them and giving them a stipend for the right. training. Right. So that then alleviates a lot of the labor regulations, a lot of the labor law, right. and, of course, all the minimum requirements contained in the Basic Conditions of Employment Act, the Labor Relations Act, BE, the whole bit. 
But if you're training people, mm-hmm. and if you enter into a structured training arrangement, right. you can first of all get an agreement as to what you're going to pay. That's the first thing. Right. The second thing is you can have your termination date set in that agreement, saying that on X date it's going to terminate. And that person can't take you to the CCMA, the Commission for Conciliation, Mediation, and Arbitration. Right. They can't take you to the Department of Labor. Because they're entering into a training agreement. And I've been doing this now for years because this is the only way I can get people to get a footstep into that door of employment. And it's actually quite successful. It's small, but it's successful in that uh, at this stage, I think we've put about 5,000 people through that exercise with clients of mine in my labor law practice. Um, Because otherwise people are coming out of school no training, no CV, no hope, right. and where do they go? So we say to the client, listen, take in 10 people, train them to do something. They will be functional anyway. They actually help the productivity um, of the company. And, yes, it is tantamount to employment, but we've had to gild the lily somewhat and, and get around it. And there are other ways and means of creating that where you have independent contractors, Right. You've got all sorts of other ways. We found the training method actually quite good because then you're actually giving people certificates at the end to say that we've trained this person, they're qualified to do the following, and give them a certificate, and they then can find a proper job. Sure. They can then go into the formal job market. Sure. Michael, let's just hope that uh, that does extend to all industries and all businesses and that uh, they were listening to you right now uh, to, you know, to get some tips as to how to alleviate this issue. Michael, we've run out of time. Uh, we have to move on. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon and everything of the best for 2023. Michael Bagram, labor law expert, uh, giving us a rundown on where we stand with the unemployment issue.